Liver cancer requires a multidisciplinary plan. And the George Washington University Hospital and Affiliated Clinics understands this and practices it. Welcome to the GW Medical Faculty Associate Podcast. I'm Dr. Mike Smith, and today's topic is the multidisciplinary planning for liver cancer. My guest is Dr. Lint Johnson. He's professor of surgery and executive director of the Liver and Pancreas Institute for Quality. Dr. Johnson, welcome to the show. Good morning. Thanks for having me. So let's start off, um, how about with a nice review of liver cancer, the, the different types, how common it is, risk factors. Why don't you run us through some of that? Sure, Dr. Smith. Uh, so uh, liver cancer really comes in, in two distinct populations. Uh, the most common form of liver cancer is really secondary uh, liver cancer that has spread from another site. Uh, and in particular, uh, colon cancer, uh, 50% of patients with colon cancer will develop uh, liver cancer sometime during their, during their lifetime. Uh, the other type of liver cancer is primary liver cancer, which occurs primarily in patients who have chronic liver disease, either hepatitis B, hepatitis C, and the most recently, the most common uh, liver disease in the country, which is fatty liver disease. And these are patients who develop cancer in the liver primarily without spread from another site. Yeah. Let's talk a little bit more, Dr. Johnson, about the secondary form of liver cancer. You mentioned about up to 50% of colon cancer patients will uh, have the cancer spread to the liver. Have we learned why that happens? Are there risk factors that have been identified? Are there, are there colon cancer patients that you're more worried about when it comes to the secondary liver cancer? Sure. Generally, patients who have uh, tumors that have spread to uh, the lymph nodes and are more invasive have a higher risk of developing tumors in the liver. And primarily, it is because the blood supply of the colon drains directly uh, into the liver. So any cells that are, are released from the primary tumor can get into the bloodstream and then end up uh, setting root into the uh, liver itself. And so when you are faced with this challenge of, of secondary liver cancer, are, are there some new innovations on the horizon for treating these patients? Um, are we improving outcomes in these patients today? Tell us a little bit about that. The, the outcomes over the last uh, two decades have almost doubled in terms of the overall five-year survival of patients who develop uh, liver cancer from their primary colon cancer. And, and much of this has been because of the multidisciplinary uh, approach to the uh, to the underlying uh, disease. Most of these patients are primarily under the care of a medical oncologist, uh, and they receive uh, chemotherapy or targeted therapy for their uh, colon cancer, either right after surgery or when they develop initially the the tumors in the uh, in the liver. And while there have been uh, significant advances in medical care. With these uh, with these drugs, surgery still uh, remains the uh, main option for cure, and cure can be provided in up to about a half of these patients who present with spread from their colon into the liver with surgery. Let's let's move the conversation a little bit into something that I think. Um, well, I know I would like my audience to know about this because I think it's really <laughs> important. And and the George Washington Hospital system definitely, in my opinion, is a leader in a multidisciplinary approach to, to many 
disease process, but specifically with cancer. Tell us a little bit about how important it is to have this team approach. And, and what do we mean by that? Who is actually involved in taking care of liver cancer patients or just cancer patients in general at GW Hospital? So you're exactly right, and, and, and there's no question that uh, the multidisciplinary care approach uh, improves uh, care for patients. We uh, have a weekly multidisciplinary uh, tumor board where we review patients and their uh, clinical status along with their uh, uh, abdominal uh, imaging to formulate a uh, plan for patients that may include uh, a combination of chemotherapy, radiation therapy, sometimes ablative therapy where the radiologists uh, inject uh, either radiation or tumor or, or chemotherapy into the tumors, and then also obviously surgery. Uh, in addition to those groups, we also have uh, radiologists that interpret the uh, images as well as pathologists that review the uh, biopsies from these individuals in order to come to a uh, consensus uh, agreement as to what's the best approach for each individual patient. And you did mention that it improves outcomes, right? And that's really the, the goal of all of this, right? No matter what we're dealing with in medicine, we want our, the outcome for the patient to, to be better. Do you, do you see more and more larger medical centers following this type of team approach? Or is this something that's still relatively new, but needs to be, you know, in, um, initiated at centers? I think that the, there are varying forms of, of this type of approach that uh, uh, different centers have. Uh, and uh, in my opinion, uh, the more coordinated uh, the care is and the more tightly knit the, the group is in terms of their overall uh, efforts for patients uh, is the optimal situation. And, uh, you know, I think that uh, here at uh, George Washington, we've really put together a, a group of specialists who all have a uh, focused and concentrated interest in patients with uh, gastrointestinal uh, cancers and therefore can provide what I think is state-of-the-art and, 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 uh, and a very innovative care uh, for, uh, for each individual patient. Dr. Johnson, it's listed here that you are the executive director of the Liver and Pancreas Institute for Quality. I actually went to the website and I learned a lot about the multidisciplinary approach uh, that you lead uh, at the George Washington University Hospital System. Tell us a little bit about what this institute is, this Institute for Quality. What are the goals? What's the mission? Um, and how has it gone so far? Thank you. You, you know, I, I was recruited here to George Washington after a fairly long career, about 20 to 25 years invested in uh, patients who have uh, liver and pancreas uh, diseases. And, and one of the things that struck me most is that uh, we really uh, f focus a lot on how many patients that we care for, not necessarily how well our patients do. And really, from a, uh, from a business perspective, quality really means outcomes over divided by cost. And so if we can improve our outcomes and, and, and really provide efficiency of care to patients by having this coordinated group of individuals who focus on individual patients and reduce overall complications and, and get patients in and out of the hospital in a streamlined fashion, that's what we really what we, we focus on in terms of providing quality to our, to our patients and providing the best outcomes 
at the lowest expense that we can. Makes a lot of sense, right? But I, I don't know, again, back to the idea of larger medical centers you know, throughout the, the United States, I don't know of too many that have a dedicated you know, institute for quality like George Washington University Hospital does. So I think that's a it's a wonderful thing, and I thank you for the work that you're doing uh, um, in in terms of quality. I think it is, as you say, very important. You know, I, I, let's let's end this with with two questions. Um, the first one, sure. and they're they're both kind of the same. So let me just get both questions out, and I'll let you run with it, Doctor Johnson. Um, <laughs> the The first question is, what would you like people to know? about liver cancer and specifically secondary liver cancer and then and then what would you like them also to know about the importance of teamwork sure so the first thing in in most patients that i see in the in the office they're very surprised and the first thing they say to me is well i, I don't have any symptoms i, I feel fine and and in reality uh, most of our patients who present with uh, liver cancer will, will will not have symptoms so the lack of symptoms does not mean that you do not have a serious underlying uh, condition and therefore because of that you know patients who have a history of colon cancer or really any abdominal cancer must maintain uh follow up uh with their physicians in order to try to detect any evidence of spread at a very early stage. And the earlier that we are able to diagnose this, the much better the outcomes are from the standpoint of being able to uh, offer uh, a cure to to many patients who have the secondary uh, liver cancer, which in many underlying cancers, when it's spread to a different site, it is stage four, and most of these patients go on to die from their disease, which is not true for patients who have spread uh, from colon cancer. Uh, and so, you know, I think that the, the take-home message is be vigilant uh, about uh, your follow-up and your care if you've given a diagnosis of, of primary cancer so that we can make sure that uh, if any additional areas of, of spread occur, we can detect those and treat those at an early stage. That, is the, that really is the key to having the best outcome. As far as you know, the the team approach, uh, you know, I, I really believe that uh, uh, being taken care of in these complex medical conditions in a silo, where you have one physician who's dealing with one problem, and they're really uh, uh, not communicating with other uh, physicians, who ultimately also provide a, a different approach to the uh, treatment of a patient, can uh, can really uh, sacrifice the optimal uh, care that uh, we're able to to offer. Um, And therefore, it is very hard nowadays with so much medical information uh, uh, available for everybody to be an expert in in every discipline. And so the importance is we bring these specialists together, each one of them being an expert in their own uh, discipline, but but it allows them to also collaborate with other folks who ultimately are, are, are at the top of their game as well, and therefore uh, it provides a uh, you know a better atmosphere. It's almost like a, a football team. You, know, you have a, a head coach, but you also have an offensive coordinator, a defense coordinator, a special teams coordinator, and each one of those individuals are bringing different uh, expertise to the to the overall game plan so that you can win the game. And that's ultimately what we're Very trying nice. to do here. <laughs> 
Right. Great analogy. Um, you know, Dr. Johnson, I want to thank you for the work that you are doing. And also thank you for coming on the show today. You're listening to GW Medical Faculty Associates podcast. For more information, go to GWDocs.com. That's GWDocs.com. I'm Dr. Mike Smith. Thanks for listening.